What's up, everybody? Welcome to Inside the H Podcast. We are Houston everything all the time. I'm your co-host, Ike Cuellar. You can find me on Twitter, X, at Ike Cuellar. That's I-K-E-C-U-E-L-L-A-R. Right here with my partner, Christopher Paul. Um, Kush, man, it's Saturday. It's, it's one day before our home opener. How are you feeling, brother? Man, I'm so excited. Um, Texans play tomorrow against the Colts at home. D'Amico's first game back. Uh, you know, obviously his first game as the head coach of the Houston Texans at home. I think that building is going to be rocking. Uh, you know, some some stuff going on with the Texans, but I mean, I think I think I saw it was a sellout. Uh, I'm going to be there. I, I believe you're going to be there. And, For sure. You know, you just as Texans fans, we can't can't wait to. See our boys play at home. See D'Amico do his thing on the sideline at home, man. Yeah, man, that's facts, man. Uh, really excited to get a W here in our home opener. Um, so let's get right into it, Kush. I mean, th- this game right here, the Texans um, are having versus the Colts. And a lot of, in a lot of people's eyes, is really a must win. And I know it's only the second week because you can't win or, you know, lose the entire season off the second game of the year. But when you look at it, this is a divisional game and the Colts are not a good football team right now. There's a lot of questionable things they have going on, right? They have no running game. So really their only rusher they have right now is Anthony Richardson and that's one thing that we can take away, you know, as far as our defense trying to prepare for this matchup. I think that if there's a lot of opportunities to just really be aggressive on defense, man, right? Like send the blitz, send the house, but still be disciplined in, in a way. Um, I think that's going to be a winning formula, man, because they have no running game, Kush. Like I said, the only guy that we have to worry about rushing and picking up yards is Anthony Richardson. He rushed a lot of times last week versus the Jaguars, Um, but they have no Jonathan Taylor. Uh, I believe their starting running back is Deion Jackson. He wasn't very effective last week either. So I think that we have, you know, a good matchup for us. Like you, we talked about last episode, we were favorite this game. So the last time we were favorite in any game, I forgot when that was. It had to be sometime last year, uh, even though we were, you know, one of the worst teams last year. Uh, what do you think is something to look out for, cushion this game? Like, what, what do you think um, one thing that, you know, the defense really has to focus on? Well, I think one of the things the defense uh, has to look up, look out for this this game uh, is similar to what they had to look out for last game, which is the quarterback running, right? Um, so I think I think during practice when when D'Amico's preparing for preparing his defense for the Colts, similar to how he prepared for last week, how to defend Lamar Jackson is similar to how he's kind of preparing this team. For um, Anthony Richardson, they're both they both can run, uh, both of them can throw. So, I think 
really game plan wise defensively, I don't think a lot changes when you're trying to prepare for the quarterback. So, but defensively, um, I think Will Anderson Jr. He's going to have a good game th- this week. Last week in, you know, in the second half, we talked about how he really settled in, started uh, making plays in the backfield. He got that sack. So, the defensive line, the pass rush is going to have to be good this game uh, because. It, we have some injuries on defense. Both our starting states are out. Um, so I think pass rush-wise, they're going to have to be really good. You know, contain contain Anthony Richardson. Don't let him run the ball too much on you because, like you said, they outside of him, they don't really have a running game. Job number one, you got to stop Anthony Richardson. Um, you know, I kind of talked about this a couple weeks ago. Um, don't let him get in third and short uh, situations. Uh, when you're on defense, because that's when Anthony Richardson, guys like Lamar Jackson, they can be really dangerous. They can tuck the ball, run, and just, you know, keep the chains moving and move the football. So uh, defensively, um, defensive line has to play great. Uh, just, you know, tackle. Uh, don't don't miss tackles like you did uh, uh, last week. So th- I think that's kind of what I'm looking forward to defensively. Facts, man. I agree. And let's not forget about the penalties, man. Let's change those habits. Let's get better at executing, you know, and staying disciplined and not picking up those penalties, whether it's on defense or offense. But peep the stat line from last week, Kush. When the Colts played the Jaguars, Anthony Richardson had 223 yards, you know, passing yards. Ten times he rushed. You know, he was a runner ten times, and he, he had 40 yards on that. So this guy clearly, when the break, when the play breaks down, he is clearly going uh, to look to run to pick up the first downs, and he's not afraid to do it. Now, do I want my quarterback doing that? Absolutely not, only when you have to, but – that's one thing that the blitz, when you send the blitz, that's going to help that. That's going to avoid that because if you're sending all these different looks on defense, we're having different guys blitz. It's going to keep him honest and kind of mm-hmm. take that, you know, option away from him because it's kind of like you're playing a wildcat offense, you know, like a wildcat play where the guy just gets the ball and just runs, right? It goes straight to the running back, which Anthony Richardson is for the Colts. And when you send that blitz, you're going to force this man to throw the football, right? So he, I'm sure the Texans been watching the film and knows, you know, like the tendencies that he had last week and what he was successful in doing last week. But there was one connection that he had with the wide receiver last week um, when he was throwing the football, and that was Michael Pittman Jr. This guy is a really good wide receiver. He was really good last year for them when they had a different quarterback. So this guy is their their best wide receiver, and the Texans are really going to have to look out for him, you know, wherever he lines up because last week – he filled up the stat sheet, man. He had eight receptions for 97 yards and one touchdown on 11 targets. So if we could take anything away from last week, 
that's his favorite receiver right now. That's the most uh, looks that he gave to anyone, you know, out of that receiving uh, lineup that he had in there. And the guy's special, man. Like, he's talented. So you're going to have to make sure that you know where he is at all times. And, um, you know, whether that's playing man or zone. Personally, I will play, uh, I will mix it up, but I'll play more man with a safety on top just to make sure there's two guys, you know, that are just understanding, like, the coverage and, like, where he is at all times because this guy will burn you, man. He will take the top off the defense and score touchdowns, man. So we got to know where this guy is at all times. But, you know, as far as defense, man, I think we pretty much cover the majority of, like, the things to look out for. I mean, you talked about the defensive line with Will Anderson. I mean, I predict that he's going to have two sacks uh, tomorrow just because of how you know, the vibe and the environment is going to be at NRG Stadium for our home opener. I think that he's really going to get after it, man. And we talked about, you know, what type of player he is before. Like, his motor never stops. That's one thing that you, you don't have to worry about with Will Anderson Jr. And I think that the defensive line is really going to feast tomorrow, man. So, uh, looking forward to that. Uh, let's move to the other side of the ball, Kush. Uh, on offense, last game versus the Baltimore Ravens, we were not able to run the football uh, very well. Uh, we were struggling. It was tough sledding for the Texans. Uh, I know we had a lot of injuries in the offensive line, but I think this game, they talked about it, you know, in some of the reports during practice. They want to get Damian Pierce more involved. They want to give him the ball more. And that is music to our ears because the moment you start prioritizing the the running game, it sets up everything else, right? Like the play action, uh, different things you can do with the, pass, the passes downfield. Um, and I think that's a big staple in our offense. Um, just like looking at, you know, some of the 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 things that the West Coast offense does, um, in terms of like the, the play action is very important to this football team. So that's why you want to get the running game established first. And it must be effective because if you're not running the ball well, you know, the play action is not going to even be um, an option there. Kush, um, what do you think is something that, that we can do to just move the ball downfield, man? Because a lot of times last week, we couldn't run the ball to save our lives, right? Uh, it, it was um, it was tough to see that. So, what do you think uh, we can do, man, to like just pick up those first downs early, right? We don't want to wait until the second quarter to actually start moving the ball, Kush. Uh, yeah, offensively, like we like we've been talking about, like the it's pretty much a second and third string offensive line out there, until at least until week four after Titus Howard gets back. So it's it's not gonna be it's not gonna be easy for the offense. So um I I'm kinda curious to see if Bobby Slowick, you know, to start the game kinda not really put an emphasis on the run game, but kinda, you know, short short throws just to get the ball out of CJ Stroud's ha uh, hands real quick and you know, try to get yards that way. Um 
I, I think I did see early in the week they're going to try to implement Tank Dell more into the offense this week. So maybe right, that'll right. help. You know, we know what kind of playmaker he can be. So, again, with the short throws, you know, if they can get the ball to him quick, uh, let him make plays, um, play action. You know, we know what type of speed he has. Try to, try to get the ball to him uh, deep down the field. So I think that's something to watch. And I think Texans fans have to remember, like, this is only Bobby Slowick's second game as the offensive coordinator for the Texans, right? So it's not going to be clean, not going to be perfect. You have a lot of injuries already on this team that's going to affect affect the game. And so I just – I don't expect this, like, C.J. Stroud to go, like, 300 yards, three touchdowns. You know, what I'm really looking for is what does the offense look like this week? You know, last week his first game, you know, questionable decisions – uh, questionable decisions on their part last game. So I want to see what they look like this week offensively. Um, and then as far as Damian Pierce, uh, the Ravens defense is pretty fucking good, right? So you, yeah. don't, you don't expect him to just go off. Um, we'll see what he looks like at home against the Colts. I think, I think he'll have a good game. Um, but if they're going to win the game, he's going to have to, I say, above like 60 yards rushing maybe a touchdown just you know establish that run game and then like you said play action off of it uh i want to go back to the defense for a second we talked about michael pittman right i look i know i'm a texans fan supposed to hate the colts michael pittman's on my fantasy team so hope he goes over 100 yards but we still win the game right stop <laughs> stop bro i just had to throw it in there bro you're you're going to be blocked for, for my Twitter, bro, for saying that. <laughs> no, I, I hear you, brother. Like, uh, when you have those type of players on a team, you have no choice but to start because, hey, if they're if they are beating your favorite team, then you you still get a dub, right? Exactly. So I, I, I completely understand. But yeah, man. Um, you know. And I also wanted to talk about in in the offensive side. I also wanted to look forward to for us to to start using some of those screens, man. Get those screens integrated into the offense, whether it's a wide receiver screen, a running back screen to keep the defense honest and not let them try to dictate the game by just blitzing the whole game, right? Like keep them honest. Uh, take the pressure off of CJ early in the game where there's not a lot of risk in there where he's just running for his life trying to make things happen because um, that's why, again, it's so important to to run the football and to get it established early because it takes pressure off your rookie, right? And it just makes him more comfortable back there um, just trying to, you know, move the ball down the field. But... I really feel like this can be a Dalton Schultz game, depending if we can get that play action, um, you know, down. Um, I think that he's going to be one of the better tight ends this year in the NFL if uh, him and CJ can get some chemistry. But I think this is the perfect game for it. Because let's face it, like, the Colts right now, they're not a, a good football team, right? They're not um, – a team that's projected to make it to the playoffs or to, to have a successful season. But, you know, division games are always tough, no matter how you look at it. 
it could be a low scoring game or if you know hopefully for us we can put a lot of points on the board but divisional games man are always very tough and, and even if we would just win by a field goal and it's a low scoring game i'll take that any day of the week man um just just to get a dub and to experience a win dog you know what i mean like it's been such a long time since we won a game i mean i know we won a uh, two or three games last year, but those were meaningful games, and they were kind of, you know, everything that we're going up against because we're trying to lose all the games. So I feel like we need this win as a franchise, as a city, man, just to, you know, feel good about it, feel good about ourselves and our football team. Uh, you know, home opener, the vibe's going to be crazy. We're going to be at the game, man, so hopefully we can make it happen, Kush. Um, I still think that uh, Tank Dale is going to have a good year, but I, I feel like this game, because of everything that everybody's been talking about, we're really going to see more of him, right? He's going to get more targets. He's going to get more snaps, and that's everything that we wanted to see, right, the, the Houston Texan fans, uh, for him just to get a shot and see how you know he impacts the offense, man, because – if he just like balls out, uh, he's got to be, you know, number one, number two receiver on the team, you know. Uh, so I'm looking forward to what he does tomorrow. And I think he's going to have, he's going to get a touchdown tomorrow, man. I'm just going to, that's my uh, bold prediction, but I think Tank Dale is going get, to get a touchdown tomorrow. Yeah. Um, not just Tank Dale, but. I'm looking forward to seeing what Nico Collins does out there. Last last week he had six catches, like 80 yards, had had a decent game. Um, he's a guy that like, I mean, we talked about this during the preseason. He's preseason. He's a guy that I think the Texans are really looking to for him to prove that he can be wide receiver number one for this team, right? So I want to see him take another step this week. Um, keep putting up those numbers. He's got a like. Last week, he had some balls thrown away that he should have had. So I think he has to improve on that, making those catches. Like I said, um, the previous receivers in this franchise, Andre Johnson, DeAndre Hopkins, what did they do so well? They they made tough catches, you know, one-on-one -on -one balls. They went and got that got that football, made the catch. Um, so I think I'm, what I'm looking forward to from him is trying to take that next step this week, see if he can, you know, improve on that and – Make plays, man. Yeah, man. And don't let's not forget about Robert Woods, man. He had a great game last game. Uh, I think he's probably going to be the most dependable receiver mm -hmm. in this offense, just because of you know the years of experience and you know he brings that veteran leadership uh, to the locker room to where other receivers can learn something from him. Uh, great route, uh, great route runner that we talked about last episode. Um, so I think that that can be a security blanket for CJ. So let's keep that going. You know, most importantly, let's keep everybody healthy because he's a guy that's known for getting hurt a lot. And that's the last thing we want, man. We've had so many fucking injuries already. And that's only the second game of the year. I mean, like, I think like two of our captains already are hurt. 
offensive line is really banged they, they up. Had to, they had to name new captains just because of injuries, bro. That's how bad it's been. Yeah, man. And it's unfortunate because the whole year you look at all these additions that we've made to the team and you really want to see these guys on the field. But, you know, that's part of, you know, being accountable and staying healthy. You know, you can't blame nobody else, you know, for getting hurt, right? It's part of things that you do or you can – um, try to do to not get hurt, uh, whatever it is. You know, sometimes it just happens. It's just football. But, you know, it's really unfortunate that we're not going to have those guys. But here, you know, there's no excuses, man. We got to go out there, beat the Colts, like I said, divisional game. Um, because you never know, Kush, at the end of the season, these games can be the tiebreaker, right? They can be the reason why you can slide into the playoffs or win the division, or it could be the reason they could be the reason why you don't get in, right? It's it's a lot at stake here for being the just the second game of the year. And I, in my eyes, I think it's a must win. Yeah, I think I think it's a must win too. Um just looking forward to like the next couple games. We have the Colts. Let's say we we beat the Colts tomorrow, right? Then we have a we have Jacksonville next week. That's going to be a test for this team. And then we have Pittsburgh, who, I mean, they didn't look very good last week. So that might and it's Pittsburgh at home. So that's a game that you might be able to win. And if you do win that game, you could possibly be two and two after four games. Which, as a Texans fan, based on the last couple of years. Two and two after after four games, I would take that any day of the week, man. Oh yeah, man. Because you know, after four games, if you can be two and two, and you're at five hundred, you know, there's still a lot of hope out there, right? If you start zero and three or one and four, then it's like shit. You're kind of already just trying to come back and stay relevant, right? To to get to 500 and that's going to be a tough task to do if you fall behind like that. But, you know, I, I believe in this team. I believe in D'Amico and, you know, like I mentioned before, um, having him coach the defense is the main reason why I'm so confident in them um, because, you know, the guy, he was the captain of the defense when he was here. He knows what he's doing, knows what to look out for. And he's a guy that is not scared to implement new things, right? Cause like, I felt like when we had Bill O'Brien, it was more of like the old school approach. Nowadays, teams are trying different new things. You have to be able to adapt and change things, you know, in the middle of the game, because if you don't, they're just gonna burn you, man. You're gonna, they're gonna put up thirty on you, you know, easily. And he had one of the most uh, successful defenses last year when he was in the 49ers. So he knows what to look out for, right? He knows how to, you know, um, make those like adjustments mid-game, and. He's not afraid to do that. And also to implement rookies, too, to give those rookies a, a chance to make an impact in the game and get a lot of snaps, man. Like, this is one of the reasons why we hired this man. So he knows how much we hate the Colts here in Houston. 
uh, from all them years, Peyton Manning was kicking our ass and winning the division, man. So he understands like what is at stake here, and I'm really, you know, confident, um, really confident on the defensive side. Yeah, uh, you talked about D'Amico. Uh, he had like the the weekly show with six ten, right? I was watching the other day, and you know they asked him like, you know, you know what this rivalry is all about. Um, I don't remember the record, but you know the Texans' all time record against the Colts was something like ten and thirty two. So he knows that this is a team that you know, even though they they might not look that good this year. Throughout our franchise history, they've kicked our ass more than we've kicked their ass. So right. he he knows how important this game is, not just for the team, but f- like for us as the fans. Like we hate the Colts, uh, we've been hating the Colts since day one. So he knows how important this game is in that aspect because he's he's lived it, he's played he's played in those years. So, um, yeah, man, Sunday is gonna be fun, man. I I can't wait. I got my Will Anderson Jr. shirt already. I'm ready to go, ready to get out there, tailgate, watch the game, watch us beat, watch us beat the Colts' ass, man. Yeah, man. I, I would say that rivalry is is really equivalent, like to Rockets versus Jazz type of rivalry, but in NFL, right? Because you know Peyton Manning, he was a big part of why we never did anything, bro, in this division. And granted, he's a Hall of Famer. We all know how good he was, but I'll go just just for. To, to talk a little bit more about this rivalry, man. I remember the time when the Texans had a chance to get Peyton Manning on the team before he went to Denver, and we decided to stay with Matt Schaub. I, I would never forgive the owner <laughs> uh, or the general manager, whoever's decision it was, for not doing that. But I think that was, you know, a route basically to an easy Super Bowl, right? Because when you look at it, when Peyton Manning went to the Broncos, he went to the Super Bowl twice. And he won it once. I know that they lost one time for the Seattle Seahawks. But that year, his first year, he was breaking all kinds of records. And I could just imagine Peyton Manning in a Houston Texans jersey, you know, with Andre Johnson as your receiver and Arian Foster as your running back. Like, come on, like, we would have gone to the Super Bowl, Kush. I don't know if you remember that, but I, I just couldn't believe it that, you know, Gary Kubiak and, you know, general manager at the time, uh, I think it was Rick Smith, uh, passed up on, you know, Peyton Manning, bro. And I, and I get it. He was coming off a neck injury, which was very serious. Um, you know, it was hard to kind of trust um something like that situation like that because you don't know if he's going to come back and do that you have no idea how it's going to play out but if anybody deserves the benefit of the doubt is Peyton Manning man you know I, do you remember that time Chris uh, yeah that was I think that was right after 2011 yeah and then 2012 was like kind of the last that was the last Kubiak year and we had uh we had Andre Johnson we had Kevin Walter we had Owen Daniels on that team. Yeah, we had uh, Wade Phillips coaching that defense. JJ Watt. Yeah, pushing was kind of on his last leg. Like uh, Daniel Manning, safety. Jonathan Joseph, corner. Like we had a, we would have had a stacked team if he would have came here. I think we would have been favorites to win the Super Bowl. Yeah, man. I mean, really, the only team that 
would really have to worry about was the New England Patriots, right? And that's that would have been hard either way you look at it because Tom Brady was still up there. But, man, come on. Like, with that running game and those receivers, tight end combination, we had Wade Phillips, you know, defensive coordinator, who who did a phenomenal job his first year, too. Um, we would have been up there, man. At least, I would say, AFC championship game for sure, yeah. you know. Uh, and and the Texans have never been to the AFC Championship, so if they would have done that, that would have been the best season in franchise history. Facts, facts, and you know that's one argument that I get into with all these NFL fans. It's like, man, you guys have never made an AFC Championship game. You know what I'm saying? Like, not even like close to making one. And you know that's they're telling the truth, man. You know we we can't. The one time that we were close to it is when we had uh, Deshaun Watson and we were up 24-0 on the Kansas City Chiefs and they came back and won. Um, I know why did I bring that up. Um, I shouldn't have, but <laughs> uh, it's just a bad memory, man. So we're off. We're past that. We're looking forward to a dub tomorrow, and we cannot wait. It's going to be uh, a lot of things going on in NRG tomorrow, man. They got... Uh, Bum B is supposed to perform. Uh, they have Clay Walker doing national, do national anthem. anthem. And if you remember uh, back from the earlier days of the Texans, he's the one that made the Texan song, uh, one of the the Houston Texans anthem song, too. So it's going to be a big party out there, man, Sunday. Uh, looking forward to it. And uh, I can't wait to tailgate out there, man. That's a different uh, atmosphere out there in that tailgating area. Yeah, man. I want to add one more thing. Um, we talked about injuries earlier. Uh, you know, we know the Texans fan base has kind of had a civil war of sorts with the whole C.J. Stroud against Davis Mills type of thing. C.J. Stroud did not practice yesterday. Um, shoulder Shoulder issue. I think they marked him as questionable. If there's a worst-case scenario... It's that he doesn't play tomorrow, and we see Davis Mills out there. So you know we can we can as a as a fan base we can keep having those quarterback wars again tomorrow if Davis Mills plays. I just want to just want to throw that out there. I know this is kind of a this is probably a bad take, man. Like what I'm about to say, but I would play Case Keenum over Mills, bro. Like we've seen how Mills looked the last couple of years. And uh, whether that was pro-tanking or not, um, which I'm definitely pro-tanking, by the way. Like, whenever you're in that mode, just fucking lose every game, and that's fine. But <laughs> um, if I had a choice, I would start Keenum. Keenum is a more experienced guy. Um, you know, he's more poised back there in the pocket. He makes the right reads, the throws. I mean, that probably wouldn't happen, right, because Davis Mills is the backup. Uh, I think Keenum was just there to kind of just guide the guys and give them some uh, just confidence and some advice, you know, what to look forward to. But, hey, man, you know, in these years now in the NFL, it's not bad to have three quarterbacks on your team because you never know who's going to get hurt. So if Davis Mills starts for us, you know, hopefully it can be a good thing, Kush, right? It can, hopefully – he can be productive and make those throws. 
uh, down the field because he can't run, right? He's kind of a, a one-dimensional quarterback where he just has to throw the whole time. CJ can actually run and rush, make things happen with his legs. But um, if it's Davis Mills, then fuck it. <laughs> we try to get that W away, man. Yeah, I mean, one thing about it is, like, we know Davis Mills isn't your starter for the year, but I think he can win one game at home. So if that does happen, like, I don't think it's the worst thing in the world. Like, you know, I'm not going to say we're going to lose a game. Like, we know he can make the – we know he can play in this league. So just looking forward to tomorrow, man. Um, we're going to be at the game. If you guys see us there, say what's up. Uh, uh, and I think we're going to we're we're gonna end it here. Uh, go Texans. Uh, my final score prediction – I say we win twenty four to seventeen. Yeah, um, my prediction is twenty eight to fourteen. Uh, I think we have a big game offensively, and I think the defense scores for us one time, man. Hopefully, uh, that's the case. Uh, helping out the offense like that. Uh, make sure you guys are following us on Twitter at Inside the H Pod, and make sure you guys are subscribed to our podcast on Apple or Spotify. And uh, later on, we'll be on YouTube again. So make sure you guys are following us, man. We appreciate everybody for listening and tuning in. Uh, Until next time, peace. Inside the H.